Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 3, titled Fracture. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode that goes to some let's say, interesting places. Uh, so, of course, the hook of this episode, uh, a bomb went off in a train station, but there's no explosive residue at all. There's no bomb parts anywhere it, among the rubble, which is weird in and of itself. And when Olivia and Peter and Walter investigate this, They find that the bomb was not a bomb, but rather some guy who crystallized and then exploded. So suffice it to say, this is about as weird as weird gets. And of course, we had that very, very good opening sequence where we as the audience saw this guy get orders on the phone from this guy called the Colonel, uh, this guy who is only referred to as Colonel, who says, hey, go to this train station, get a briefcase, it's time. And he goes and gets this briefcase, steals this briefcase from some guy, and it's only at this moment when he gets the briefcase that he crystallizes and explodes. So, we're investigating what the hell happened here. I particularly enjoy the moments where Walter and Astrid are putting together the literal jigsaw puzzle of this guy's body, of this guy's corpse. And we find that this dude was injecting some form of chemical into his foot. Into, like, the spots between his toes. There were, like, there were a shit ton of needle marks in his foot, injecting him with a chemical that, like, fundamentally changed him in some way. And we also uh, find, well, we find the needle in the vials for this stuff in this dude's bathroom when we go through his house. And also, cameras shorted out, like, right before the bomb went off, like, a full 20 seconds before the bomb went off, and the footage can't be restored. The footage can't be uh, brought back together, and the theory is that interference like this could be caused by radio waves. And we find that this chemical that was being injected requires a trigger for it to, you know, crystallize someone and blow them up. Which basically means that there was someone who triggered this guy. There was someone who triggered 
this person with radio waves. Uh, and we have this amazing moment with the watermelon. <laughs> where Walter <laughs> injects a watermelon with this chemical and then screws around with radio waves and blows up the watermelon. Astrid, by the way, not happy in any way that Walter continues to use fruit <laughs> in his experiments as watermelon is raining down from the sky. Just like a day after she cleaned the lab. Like she just looks at Walter and is like, no more fruit. <laughs> Please stop it. I don't want it. I don't want to clean this anymore. And we also find out that this dude had to have been injected for at least a year. Now, this dude was in Iraq. Not even a year ago. So this would mean he would have to have started injections while he was still in Iraq. And a quick look at his military record, because now that's suddenly become relevant shows that he was part of this classified operation called Project Tin Man. His entire unit had done something. His entire unit was involved in something. Uh, they got exposed to some chemical weapon and were being treated for it. And there was something going on there. Now, there were a few Iraqi doctors involved in this they could very, very easily contact, but to do it through the official channels would take a little bit. So, Peter and Olivia go back to Iraq. Remember, Olivia found Peter initially in Iraq. Peter was in Iraq at the start of this series, and from the sound of it, he had a fair amount of time there before the events of this series began to unfold. So, this is kind of like going back and seeing Peter's past, uh, seeing certain elements of Peter's past. Uh, Peter going back to a place he spent a lot of time, and it's really, really cool to see Peter sort of interact with people he knew from then. Particularly this one guy who basically <laughs> looks like he kind of hates him, who basically talks like he kind of despises that man. And is like, oh, I heard you were dead. I knew it was too good to be true because you only care about yourself and I'm not going to help you. But then Peter's like, hey, listen, we need this information. People are going to die if we don't get it. Please help me find one of these doctors. And he's able to persuade him. And then we're able to sit down. We're able to talk to this doctor. And basically, what we knew already was confirmed they were exposed to chemical weapons. Uh, some of the soldiers survived after being treated with this chemical. Some didn't. And eventually they found that that chemical had side effects. The side effects being prone to blow the hell up. So they shut the program down, but this one colonel when they were shutting it down, argued that it needed to continue, that it needed to keep going, that it needed to 
be resumed. But they didn't listen to him, and the program shut down, and this guy is now a rogue operative. And apparently he's a guy who's just, like, absolutely sadistic, no regard for human life, uh, just is perfectly fine with, you know, sacrificing one of his former soldiers and, you know, telling them, hey, you're serving your country, but really they're not. And having them walk to their death, but even though they don't know it, uh, blowing up these people against their will without any knowledge that they were being used. And one of the soldiers, before they can get to her, she's already activated and she's already on her way to this mission. She goes to D.C., meets this guy, and is supposed to get this briefcase. While this is happening, uh, they located her, they found her, they put, like, an APB out on her, and they got a hit. So they're surrounding this area, and they're ready to jam the radio signal. But then Walter comes up with a theory, wait a minute. He needs to be inside to hit the thing. He needs to be inside to start the deal. And so, if the signal starts, there's like a 30 second delay. We could track him and we could get the guy. And so they don't jam the signal and we get this like... Down to the wire. Like, very, very tense sequence where the signal goes, they can't track him, they can't track him, they can't track him. And it's too late to jam the signal now because it's scrambling with their equipment. So, this was a flawed plan that just completely failed. They underestimated the strength of that signal. And now they have to very quickly find this guy. Very quickly find this guy. Find him now. Now, 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 now. Peter's able to locate him. They get into a struggle. Olivia gets the dude's trigger. Beats it to hell with her cane. Most badass use of that cane yet. And saves this woman's life. And she's all good. And everything is great. And the guy with the briefcase is gone. He is nowhere to be found. But we got our colonel. We saved our soldier. Everything's great. Everything's all good. More on this later. I'll come back to this plotline in a little bit. But first I want to talk about a couple of subplots here. Uh, First off. Olivia's therapy, question mark, with Sam Weiss, which basically consists of a lot of bowling-related menial tasks, tying shoes, measuring hands for a bowling ball, keeping score on a kids' leagues game, 
basically Sam Weiss testing her patience over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. While this is happening, those headaches that Sam Weiss warned her about come on. In fact, they actually come on while she was questioning the dude's wife, the wife of the guy who blew up. It's how uh, she found the vials and the needle in the house. Because she went into the bathroom to throw up. And basically Sam explains this as... Basically it's essentially restarting the engine. Uh, You're starting to remember what happened. You're starting to remember what went on... In that time... That... You are... Struggling to fill in. You're starting to... Figure out what went on in that gap. And when this is over, you'll be all good. Now eventually, as he continues to take her through all these menial tasks... uh, Olivia gets super annoyed and points a gun at him. Without any handshaking, without any hesitation, she just instinctively gets up and points a gun at Sam without any reservations. And they both look back, and she very much does not have her cane. She very much left her cane behind. So whatever mental blockage she was having that was affecting her physically least a little bit of it is gone. Sam Weiss annoyed her into being better. (laughs) Let it be known that if you annoy someone enough, they will get better. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, it's a really great subplot. I love Sam Weiss. Sam Weiss shows up a few times throughout this series, and that character is really, really fun, and they do some really, really cool stuff with him. This is very much the tip of the iceberg in a lot of ways. And it was great. It's a really good subplot. I mean, I make fun of the how he annoyed her into being better. But it was really well handled. It it really, really worked. Uh, Also, Peter and Walter go apartment hunting. uh, Because Peter is now demanding a bigger space. Demanding that uh, they have more room. And they're able to find a nice apartment close by. Also, Peter eats a burger right in front of Jean. And she's very, very mad about it. She moves in absolute disgust. So there's that. And then we get this ending. Where Broyles is sitting down with the colonel and interrogating him. And the colonel's going on this monologue about how... Someone is coming. The enemy is here. They are watching us, observing us, preparing to invade and exterminate all of us. And we were, what I was doing was sending a message. They are gathering all this information, transporting it via courier, 
and we don't know who they are, but by the time we find out exactly who they are, it'll be too late. Because whatever's in those briefcases is going to destroy us all. While he's giving this monologue, that courier with the briefcase that kind of disappeared amidst the chaos, he delivers his briefcase. And he delivers it to the Observer. And what's inside said briefcase is pictures of Walter Bishop. So yeah, pretty uh pretty interesting episode, let's say. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple. It's just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting out there once every month. Or... If that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 4. Talk to you then.